title of the sermon this morning is, is God, where are you? God, where are you? Has anybody ever asked that question? Been going through a, a tough time? You know, it just seems like all hell is breaking loose in your life and, and, and you've prayed the best that you knew how. And, but yet it just seemed like things weren't turning around and things weren't changing. They may even be getting worse. And you just say, God, you know, if you're out there, I, I, need, I need to know where you're at. Has anybody else ever done that other than me? You know, I, I've done that before. In Acts chapter 17, it says God's not hard to find. God's not hard to find. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it says that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. But yet there's times that we feel distant and, and detached from God. Why, why is that? In Romans chapter 8, verse 35, it says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? He says, what, what, what separates, separates us from, from the presence of God? What separates us from Christ? You know, having a bad day, you know, losing your job, you know, sickness, people coming against you saying, you know, bad, ugly stuff. Is, is that what separates us from, from God? You know, the next verse, verse 36, you know, and I'm going to use the, the JPW version of this. It's, you know, sometimes it just seems that there, there is no way. There is no way when persecution and, and depression and oppression, nakedness, famine, lack come against us. But verse 37 says this, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The one that never leaves us, nor forsakes us. The one that's always easy to find. For I am sure that neither life, nor death, nor life, nor angels, or rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You'll hear about six weeks ago, we, we, we opened up a study on prayer and, and it's kind of continued in that direction. Uh, you know, Pastor Joe was talked on prayer and, and the last couple of weeks, uh, Pastor Kent, uh, the title of his 
sermon or the, the, the direction of it is, is unanswered prayer. Unanswered prayer. You know, what happens when, when we've prayed, you know, the best that we knew how, poured our heart out to God, and it doesn't seem like anything changes. You know, the first thing that I do, you know, is, is I start checking myself. You know, it says in the word that faith works by love. So, so I look at myself and, and, you know, I say, well, you know, am, am I bent out of shape with anybody? You know, am I walking in love in every situation and, and with everybody that, that I'm dealing with, with my family, with my uh, extended family, with, with the people that I work with here at church, with the people in the church? Am, am I walking in love in, in every situation? And, and you know, I, I can check that. I can put a check mark there. And, and then if you go to Romans or uh, Mark chapter 11, you know, you can look through there and it's down there about verse 16, 17, 18. It says that, that we have to be walking in forgiveness, forgiveness. And, you know, I check my heart and, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay there. You know, I'm, I'm not ticked off at anybody. You know, I'm not battling with anybody. You know, I, I, I'm good there, and we can just go down the go down the list there. You know, am, am I a tither and a giver? You know, in, in in Malachi it says if you are a tither and a giver that the devourer has been rebuked. So if if I am a tither and a giver, you know I know that that I've got that door closed. But yet my prayers are still not. You know something something's missing somewhere. Something's missing somewhere. In Wednesday night, in our, in our Bible study back here in the Revelation room, <laughs> Jeremy brought up this, this verse of Scripture here, and, you know, I thought I knew everything. You know, I don't know whether you guys are like that or not, but, you know, I, I thought I was... You know, we, we, sometimes we get to the point where we think we know everything and, you know, bless God, this is the way it's got to be. And, and, but, you know, I found out something new Wednesday night that I hadn't considered. And it's in, in Daniel chapter 10. And, and we're not going to read the whole chapter. We could. It would, it, it's a great chapter. But, but Daniel in, in verse 2 of chapter 10 had been in mourning for three weeks. He'd been praying and seeking God for three weeks about, about a situation, and he hadn't had any answer. And then in verse 12, he gets his answer. The angel, he had a vision, and, and an angel appeared to him and says, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to, and to humble yourself before God, your words have been heard. Hallelujah. From the first day, Daniel, 
that you began to pray and seek my face. You, you, you sought my wisdom and you humbled yourself. You, you, you checked yourself. And, and if there was any area of repentance, you did that. And, and this angel said, when you did that, Daniel, I immediately came because of, because of your word. That's, that's what it says there in, in, in the last part of verse 12. He says, your words have been heard, and I came for your words. Let me throw this in there. You know, a lot of times we, we will ask somebody to, to pray for us, and that's good. But, but sometimes, you know, I, I, I know that Max, Mac prays. He prays every day. You know, he goes to his gate or, or he used to go up on top of the hill and pray. And, and, and that's, that's what he does every morning. I say, Mac, I've got this situation. I want you to, you pray about it. It's, you know, I've got to have an answer here. So what I do is I ask Mac to pray and I forget about it. I forget about it. But this verse of scripture right here tells me, you know, the angel didn't come because of doodad's prayer. He came because of Daniel's prayer. He came and answered Daniel's prayer because Daniel prayed. You know, it, it, it's good that we can have people to come around and, and agree with us in prayer to hold us up and, and to encourage us and, and, and remind us of what the word says and, and, pr- and pray the word of God. But, but there's a time and place where we need to pray. You know, anybody ever been guilty of that? I've, I've been guilty of that. You know, asking somebody else to pray for me and, and then I'm not, you know, I don't pray for the situation. Just, just kind of wanted to throw that out there. In verse 13, this is, this is what the angel was telling Daniel here. He said, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. How long had Daniel been praying? For three weeks. And he said, this, this principality, this, this prince of Persia had withstood me 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief angels or one of the chief princes came and helped me for I was left there with the kings of Persia. Another reason that your prayers may not be answered, it's, it's not, it's not a, a problem with you. It, it's, the, it's the principalities and the forces of darkness that are hindering what God is wanting to bring, the answer that he wants to bring to you, okay? Ephesians chapter 6 says, when you've done all to stand, stand. When you've done all to stand, stand. Don't, you know, there, there's, there's times that we need to persevere in our prayer life. It's not because you've messed up. It's just because there is a devil out there and he's, he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy
You know, the answer to, to where are you, God, is this. We need to be persistent. We need to have an earnest desire to know God. The answer to where God is, where are you, God, is that we need to be persistent and we need to have an earnest desire to know God. You know, I think there's times that we fail in the, in the persistence. You know, we, we, we go through the drive-through at McDonald's here in, in Lamar. You know, and, 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 there's, and there's times that, that I see people walking in and coming out and another person walking in and coming out and I'm in the drive-through, which is supposed to be at the express lane, and I'm still in line. You know, I haven't even put in my order. I've been sitting in front of the, you know, the kiosk thing out there where you put your order in. And I'm, you know, she won't talk to me. You know, we, 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 we get bent out of shape. And, and you know, our persistence level, you know, is, is just about maxed out. And, and we're saying, where's my food? You know, where are you at? We need to be careful that that's not the attitude that we we have with with our Father God. You know, where are you at? He's not hard to find. Acts chapter 17, you know, you you can go there and look it up. In Hebrews 13, 5, he never leaves us. He doesn't ever forsake us. You know, he's always there. He's always there. In Psalms chapter 63, verses 1 and 2, it says, Oh God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. What's that picture look like in your life? What's that look like in your life? God, you're my God. I earnestly seek you. My flesh faints for you. Like I'm in a desert, in a dry and thirsty land. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory before the service this morning uh, standing back there at the back door and, and I was have, we was having a conversation about you know 
where I was 40-some years ago. And, and uh, anyway, we're, we're not going to go into all that. But, but uh, you know, I, I can remember, you know, sitting in, in the congregation, you know, just like you guys are this morning. And, uh, you know, I was, I was still farming at the time. And, and uh, you know, back, you know, in the late 70s, mid to late 70s, you know, we had about 150 head of sows and, you know, raised feeder pigs and we had five or 600 head of cattle and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, there was a time that I was working, you know, a job in town as, as in the parts department at, uh, parish implement, which probably nobody goes back that far here in Lockwood. And, and then, on on Sunday mornings, we we delivered the Sunday morning paper to the area in in, in and around Golden City. So so we would get up about three or three thirty in the morning and put Brian in between us in the pickup seat. He was probably two years old, and uh, we we would deliver Sunday morning paper, you know, to. Uh, to help supplement the income, and and uh, that was quite a deal, you know. And, and then we would get home. I'd do chores, and then and and we'd get done in time to go to church. You know, drive another thirty miles to church. Uh, you know, and, and I'm telling you that not to, not to brag on me, but but that's what being hungry for the Word of God looks like. You know, it doesn't make any difference what else, what you've got to do in life. Nothing is more important than, than your time with God, period. Nothing is more important than your time with God. You know, discussion closed. You know, and, and I can remember, you know, I kind of took a detour there, sitting back in in, in the pew, and and uh, you know, thinking, gosh, you know, I didn't quite get all my chores done before I had to come to church this morning. So, you know, I've got to you know feed this bunch of hogs, and I got to do this, and run water, and and you know, I need to do this, and need to do that, and 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 you know, the sermon was being preached. But I wasn't hearing. You know, I had to take, it came to a point that, that I had to take authority over my mind to shut it off so I could hear what God was saying. And, and you know, I know nobody else is like this. You know, I know that nobody out there is, is, is sitting out there thinking about the chores that I've got to do when I get home or, or, you know, the leaky faucet in the house that needs to be fixed or, 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 or nothing like that. You, you know, I know you're not doing that, so I'm talking to the other people. But, but I, I, I literally had to say, mind, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. You know, we, we can do that. We can take authority over, over our mind and our will and our emotion and, and, and Father, I just, 
I just determine in my heart today that I'm going to hear what you're saying. And you know what? Next Sunday I had to do the same thing because I was sitting back there thinking about what, what I needed to do when I got home or what I had to do tomorrow or, or you know, wh- whatever, you know, and, 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 and I did it again. And I did it again. And I had to do it the next Sunday too. And the next Wednesday night and next Sunday night. And I had to do it, you know, the next time. And by the way, I had to do it the next time too. You know, but there came a time, there came a time that, that, that I didn't consciously have to do that. Because I trained myself that when, when I came in to, to church or to the Bible study or, or to whatever we were doing, that, that that's automatically where I went. I went to the presence of God. Okay? And that's what I'm asking you guys to do here this morning. And it may not happen this, just like that, probably not going to, but, but it, it's, it's a process. It's a process of, of training yourself to come into the presence of God and recognizing his voice. And, and then being a doer of it. Listening. You remember here six weeks ago, Pray and pray and pray. Pray and, and, and listen to what God is telling you. Pray and, and, and listen and, and receive what you're hearing. And then pray, listen, receive. And, and do or, or, or put, put what God has been speaking to, into your heart into action. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse, verse 7, it says, The path of the righteous is level. You, you make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and your remembrance are the desire of, of, of our souls. Father, I remember what you've done for me. Glory to God. Father, I remember what you've done for me. Sometimes we just need to sit back and remember, God, you know, you was working on my behalf even when I didn't know that I needed you to work on my behalf. You know, you was working on for my behalf and, and you were blessing me even before I was 
before I deserved it. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the earth learn righteousness. My soul yearns for you this morning, God. My spirit within me seeks you with all of my being. In Psalms chapter 73, verse 23 through 26, it says, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you receive me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? God, I don't have anybody but you. And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. I don't know about anybody else, but that's one thing that I need to work on. And I have had to work on. That there is nothing that on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God, you're all that I need. I don't need anything else. You know, you know I, I can remember when I was farming, you know, the, you know, the, the most important thing was, was to get bigger and get more. And, and when it became obvious that that wasn't working, you know, and, and I got a job, you know, as, as service manager and, and, you know, first at Gilkey's here in Lamar. And then I went to the John Deere in Lockwood and was over there for, you know, a lot of years. It, it was all about more, more, more. You know, how many combines can we run through the shop this winter? You know, and it started out with 20 and then it got to 25 and then it got to 30. And, you know, in, in, the, in the big scheme of things, you know, it doesn't make any difference. You know, when, when my days here on earth is, is over, you know, God's not going to say, well done and good and well done, my faithful servant, because you got 30 combines through the shop in in 2017 or whatever you know that that's that's not that's not what is going to be important you know you know what how many dollars i got in the savings account or in cd's or 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 anything like it it's what did you do for for the kingdom of god that's going to make a difference You know, really what's, what's going to make a difference is when you go to somebody's house, 
and you have the opportunity to to share the word of God with them and to share the, the God that is so important and so precious to you, you get that opportunity to share with them. And they said, well, what good will it do me? And you have the answer. That's what's important. And that's the only thing that's important. You know, what we're talking about here this morning is, is do we know where God's at? Or are we saying, God, where are you? You know, a, a failed relationship in in the world generally uh, results in a divorce. A failed relationship in in the world results in a divorce. And and I'm begging you this morning to to cultivate. And, and to put you know, utmost importance on your relationship with your Father God. Because the fa- just as a failed relationship in, in the world results in divorce, a failed relationship with your Father God will result in a divorce. And that's something that none of us can... That's not acceptable. In Revelations chapter 21, and, and we're going to, I'm going to try to quit here. Verse 6 and 6 through 8, it says, And he said to me, It is done. And this is Jesus talking. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, Are you thirsty this morning? I will give the spring of water, the the spring of water of life without payment. In other words, it's free. The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. Now let's look at it. it, uh, Revelations chapter 22, verse 16 and 17. I have sent, and I, Jesus, have sent my messenger, an angel, to you to witness and to give you assurance of these things for the churches, the assemblies. I am the root, the source, and the offspring of David the radiant and brilliant morning star. The Holy Spirit and the bride, the church, the true Christians say, is this what we're saying? Come and let him who is listening say, come and let everyone come who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his need of those things which the soul is 
refreshed, supported, strengthened, and whoever earnestly desires it, let him come and take, appropriate, drink, and drink the water of life without cost. You know, my question to you this morning, are you thirsty? Is, is your relationship with God the most important thing that you have in your life? What's more important than, than, than your relationship with God this morning? You know, you know, I need to ask myself that question. You know, I'm not pointing my finger and looking down at anybody. But I'm saying that this this morning, that your relationship with your Father God is more important than anything that you can ever imagine to possess. Your relationship is more important than anything else. Praise team. In Joel chapter 2, verse 13, it says, Rend your hearts and not your garments. I looked that word up, rend, and it means to expose and to tear. This morning, God is asking us to expose our hearts and, and tear or, or repent. It says, return unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. In verse 15, it says, blow the trumpet in Zion. That's the church. It's time to blow the trumpet in Zion. It's time to blow the trumpet here this morning. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate or set apart the congregation. Assemble the elders Gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. In other words, it's saying young, old, infants, everybody, it's time to, to come into this assembly. It's time to come into the church. And between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and take not your heritage, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should the nations, that's what it's saying here, say among the people, where is their God? Where is your God this morning? There's been a solemn assembly called. 
a gathering of the people into this place this morning. An assembly of the elders and the children, the infants. And between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep. This was wrote in the in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. The priests were the only ones that came before God, before the altar. But we've got a new covenant this morning, and we're all kings and priests. I'm asking you this morning as as priests to come before God at the altar. To rend, to expose your hearts. Repent. You might say, oh, you know, I'm good. I don't have anything to repent for. And if that's you, praise God. Glory to God. Next Sunday at 10 o'clock, you can have the service. Because I need, to, I need to hear what you've got to say. But I've got some... Repenting to do. Some things that God has asked me to do that I just chose not to hear. And I, and I would almost guess, I want to say bet, but you know, I'm not a bet man, that everybody out here has something that, that God has asked you to do that, that you just said, well, this is not the time, Lord. I want to, let's, let's hold off. We can do this some other time. But he's asking you this morning to come before him, rend your hearts, Open your hearts and just be real and to establish that relationship that he so desperately wants with you. Father, we just come into your presence this morning. Overshadow us with your with your presence. Father, show us what is real by your Holy Spirit. And Father, we need to reach out and touch you this morning. Just like the woman with the issue of blood reached out and touched the hem of your garment. Father, our desire is to reach out and touch touch you this morning and establish that relationship that we so desperately desire.
we so desperately desire this morning, Father. Glory to God. If there's anybody here this morning that's not born again, come and see, see me. I'll be up here. But I will invite you to come this morning with exposed hearts, with repentant hearts, and, and with a, a persistent desire to know him more.